0: in progress amen we bless God for this day I am foster repenter I thank God because truly he is the one true and living God, and there is no one like him and as I was reflecting on the yeah, end we uh, had the opportunity to to um, represent God through ministry and outreach, and then also as preceding word, we also have opportunity to sow into the young ladies of the Hampton Roads area this weekend by supporting the All Girls Matter Conference with different aspects. And I thank God because as God was um, manifesting some things even to the young ladies, he gave up, he answered prayers of even the speakers that um, that God had placed, um, placed there in different ones. And so I thank God that they are beginning to see that that they have been called to greater, that the God in them, God wants them to shine, not to be dark, but to shine the light of his glory in different areas of their lives and even how they think about one another and think about themselves. And I thank God for that opportunity. And with that said, don't you know that because for those who are kingdom believers, we've allowed, we have said yes to the Lord. Yes, to him being our shepherd. But when we think of the word shepherd, most of us think about, you know, um, the Middle East shepherds with their staff, the rod and their staff. Actually, I actually have a rod and a staff here. And with the staff is one with a hook. The rod is actually more of a blunt object, as I'm going to show you in just a few moments. And that's, the rod is used to beat the enemy with, to beat up those snakes that were trying to bite the sheep. The staff with the hook on it is used to guide the sheep or to correct the sheep. You guide them with the straight uh, with the straight end to tell them which direction to go in. And the hook is to help rescue them, to pull them out of harm's way. Sometimes they have to be hooked, yoked around the neck to be pulled out of uh, uh, the area or situation that may be potentially dangerous for them. But it's more than just the sheep. The shepherd... The role of the shepherd, the duties, the functions, the operation of the shepherd has to do, has, yes, it's around the sheep. But there's more to God being our shepherd, the Lord being our shepherd. And when we understand some of those functions, when we willingly say yes to him, we need to know what we're saying yes to. And then we need to be willing to follow the directions that he gives us and the instructions because we can learn to trust him even the more. And we see that in the greatest examples uh, one of the greatest examples of God's word is Psalm 23. And so in the King James Version, I'm going to read it through here first. It says, starting at verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, for his name's sake, his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, thou preparest a table before me, in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, forever. Amen. So what does this word shepherd mean? Now we're not talking about the noun shepherd, meaning the the person, but we're talking about the verb to shepherd. What does it mean to shepherd? It means to, um, in the English version, um, we understand it to be to tend sheep as a shepherd. It also means to guide or direct in a particular direction. To guide or direct in a particular direction. If I am shepherding you, that means I am guiding you in a particular direction. I am uh, directing you to go in a, a particular way, in a specific way. In the use of the Strong's Hebrew, 74, 62, uh, where it was placed um, in the word of God, it it was pronounced R-A-A, it's R-A-A, it was pronounced -ah, Ra'ah, Ra'ah. It means to pasture, to tend, to graze, to feed, of a ruler or or a teacher, of people as a flock. To shepherd means to associate with, be a friend of, or to be companions with. Goodness. So that right there cause should be giving some revelation and some new insight. I know we've learned this as children, and we've memorized Psalm 23 in the King James mm-hmm. Version, different things, and we think about him being our shepherd as the one who provides for us with no lack, with um and that he sustains us. But it's more than that. Don't you know that when the Lord God is your shepherd, and so you and you allow Jesus Christ to shepherd you, you're also allowing him to be your friend, to walk alongside you because you are because he is with you and that means you have to have a relationship with him so if he is our friend we know that god is our father jesus is our elder brother and we want to be a friend of god that means we have to be in relationship with him to have some kind of intimate connection with him there's going to be moments of transparency with him not transparency just to complain and to whine and to bicker and to fuss. But transparency to, sh- to tell him, Lord, this is what I am going through. And I am giving it to you because you have the solutions. He is a God of solutions. He answers for us. Oh, He, pro- he has already provided the answers. So when situations and circumstances come, we look to him. And in exchange for the burdens and the heaviness and the weight that we may pick up or may come at our door, we exchange that for the light answers. Oh my God, his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. So when we surrender to him, he provides us with the solutions, with the answers that we carry and walk it out. So that kind of solution bit of burden is not heavy at all. It's not a heaviness of problem. It's not a heaviness of, of weariness. It's a heaviness of the grace. Oh, the glory is weighty. The, 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 the burden of his glory is a weighty thing. And his presence, which allows us the anointing and the strength to walk out the solution he has already figured out. You don't have to plot, plan, scheme, manipulate to try to figure it out. When truly God has already worked it out. And because he is your companion, he sent Holy Spirit. Come on. He sent Holy Spirit to help guide us in walking out all of these solutions. To help guide us to go to the through the path that He's directed us. We see in the Word of God that He also allows these paths to go through certain valley experiences. And we can't just run through those valleys. Oh, he says, Yeah, though I walk through, walk. Through. If you go too fast through some of these valleys, you will miss what God has for you. If you go too fast through some of these valleys, trying to get through it by yourself, quick, fast, and in a hurry, you can end up hurting yourself or being detrimental not only to yourself but also to others. That's why he said, the author said, "I gave though I walk through, walk through. You walk. Remember, He is your companion. Holy Spirit is your companion." He is walking you through the process and you're going to go through it. You're not going to stay in it. You're not going to wallow in it. You're not going to go backwards trying to get out the back door in the back way. No, you're going to go forward in Jesus' name. And so in the um, and even in Psalm 80 and verse 1, the reference is again this that kind of shepherd where it says, give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. In this particular passage, as they are looking at the shepherd of Israel, meaning the one who is guiding the children of Israel, those who are leading, who leads and directs Joseph. Uh, we know that Joseph was one of the um, sons of uh, Israel. And in doing so, he was an administrative son. He was the one who made sure that the rest of the tribes had food during famine. He literally went from the pit. Oh, my goodness. He went from the pit to a prison and then from the prison to a palace. God literally ordained those connections, those destiny helpers in place. God used destiny helpers that didn't even know who he was. To get him where he needed to be, to to develop the administrative anointing inside of Joseph. From When he was a child and his father taught him how to manage and orchestrate the finances of the flocks and to oversee the duties and the responsibilities to make sure to report up on his brothers. Did he make some mistakes at some point? Yes, he did. But but even when you you have God in the midst of it, don't you know God knows how to turn everything around for your good? He can use your mistakes, the things that you think, oh, my goodness, I should have known better, or you know what, I didn't think that was going to happen. Guess what? That's why he is God. He knows some things that you don't. He can see some things that you can't. But as long as you always turn yourself back towards him, it will work for your good and his glory. And the glory of the Lord will be able to shine forth because you choose to dwell in his presence. You choose to have a relationship with him. Now, as we go back again to Psalm 23, let's look at this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. And that shepherd does, he he feeds, he guides, and he shields me. I shall not lack, I shall not want. We know that he is Jehovah Jireh, the provision of the Lord shall be revealed. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wanting, nothing lacking. Because not only does he provide things and food, but he also provides peace. He also makes sure that the provision and the supplies that you need to walk out his divine purpose for your life is there. The destiny he's already written out for you in the pages of your life. He will feed, guide, and shield. He will provide. He will give you direction. And he will protect you. There's protection in this thing. And when it, because he is the shepherd, you're not the only sheep he's covering. <laughs> you're not the only one. It's, it's, not all, it's not all about you in the sense of, oh my goodness, I'm going through this. Nobody cares about me. God has you and everyone else. He has the whole world truly in the palm of his hand. He ministers to us individually so that we can corporately Uh, reach the destination that he has for us. Verse 2 says, He makes me to lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. Sometimes in the busyness of life, we get so busy, so caught up, that we wear ourselves out. Not uh, not even to mention the frustrations and the vexations of the world and daily routine. I'm just talking about what we do to ourselves. Sometimes he has to make us lie down. Oh, he has to say, you know what? You're wearing yourself out. You're wearing yourself too thin. I'm going to give you an opportunity to rest. He said, you wouldn't listen when I told you to rest the first time. Let me allow something to come in to make you lie down. (laughs) Make you lie down before you lie down too deep and you won't get back up. So let me let you lie down in this fresh green pasture. Whether it's a fresh green pasture of your own home, or maybe it's a respite from certain work and certain opportunities, uh, certain uh, work responsibilities. Whether at home or at school or in the community, he's giving you times of rest. God ordains rest. Why do you think that even on the seventh day, God rested? We need to rest our minds. God wants us to have, be revitalized, to live again, to have, to be able to operate out of overflow. If you don't stand still long enough and rest, how can he fill you? Have you ever tried to pour coffee, hot coffee, in a moving cup? No, that cup has to stay still. Even the little proof machine, it has one place where you put the cup and the cup stays there. You don't keep moving the cup around, you'll spill stuff all over the house if you keep doing that. Stay still. Be still and know that I am God. That's what he has told us in his word. So do not forsake. Don't get frustrated. Don't even rebuke. Those moments and times when God gives you opportunity to rest. Not everything is a deal. Sometimes you need need rest. And if you can look for God even in those moments, I guarantee you it will make the process easier. It'll make the process easier. The word of God also tells us in all that we do we should be doing it unto the glory of God. So whether it is a doctor's appointment and you're still waiting for the doctor to come in to show up, don't allow that spirit of frustration. Why are he taking so long? I've gotta go. No, 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 no. You know what, Lord, I thank you for this moment of rest. You knew this was gonna to happen today. So let me rest in this moment. Calm myself. Don't you know it honors God? When you honor him, even in the little moments, and those little moments when you honor him and you reflect on his name and you mention your name, his name in your mind, you're adding up blessings. You're adding up favor. You're adding up some things on, on, the, on the plus side of your life. When, uh, when God sees that he's recording it, every time you mention his name, it is recorded in the books of heaven. Hmm. He makes me to lie down. In this fresh grass, not the brown grass. I'm not talking about brown grass. It has been water <laughs> in the green grass. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. These places that he makes us rest, provide for us, nourishes us. It's clean waters. It's unpolluted waters. Do not fall for the device and the trick of the enemy to think that there is rest by polluted brown waters. If the the source that you're going to to find rest is something that's contaminated spiritually, physically, mentally, you're not going to be revived. If you drink from um, bitter waters that have been poisoned or contaminated and you put that in your system, you will make yourself sick. So what am I trying to say? In a, A real life example. If you're trying to rest by listening to music that has nothing but profanity in it, That's not restful waters. You're pouring stuff into your spirit that ought not be. Because that's not going to produce life in your in your mind, your will, your emotions. You're not going to be able to speak life to other people if you're pouring in profanity. Mm. Uh, continuing on. Not only that, but he refreshes and restores my life. Well, he restores myself. So when I have moments where I have Uh, worked and exercised and and used the uh, full capacity of my brain, my will, my emotions, my body. I worked hard at the conference this weekend. And I thought, thank you God for rest, but guess what? I'm finding rest in his word. Uh, He's restoring me through the worship and the praise. I thank God for that. He leads me in the path of righteousness, that which is upright and right standing with him, not for my my earning it, but for his name's sake. It's not about me uh, uplifting and promoting my name. It's about uplifting and promoting the name of the Lord through his character and through his nature. Now, because he is using me, my name may be the um, uh, the display on the outside. But guess what? I choose to carry his name. So therefore, the weight behind it is his Lord. The weight behind of it is his, is his character, his nature, his integrity is shining through it, is shining through it, so all glory is going to God, so, and I make sure it goes to God, so even when they call my name, I say, you know what, to God be the glory, because it's not about me, it's about Him, and how He demonstrates Himself, not only in me, but through me, hallelujah, and so that, and that means, I. What, even the choices that I make, need to be upright, Oh, the decisions, the words that I say need to be in right standing with Him. No more crying, no more complaining. (laughs) Uh, He didn't create us to worry or to fear, but to worship Him. In everything that we do, it should be a praise and a worship to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Reflecting, make His name good. Make sure that it's representing Him well. Represents Him well. Yes, though I walk through. The deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. There will be moments. Just because you've said yes to God doesn't mean your life is going to be sunshine, lollipops, gumdrops, and rainbows for the rest of your days. And you'll experience nothing while you're on this planet called Earth. And what it means is that even though there will be those rainy days, There will be those sunless valley moments. While you go through them, the sunshine of God, yes, will be in you to guide you through it. So there will be experiences you must endure. There will be experiences you must endure because we are crucified with Christ. And if he suffered while going through this earthly experience, there will be certain things that we may suffer. When I say suffer, I'm talking about in our natural flesh. This flesh is going to have to be crucified so our spirit can live and be and come to the forefront. Can we still live a rich and abundant and prosperous life? Yes. Don't you know, God, Jesus Christ was living a rich and prosperous life, even as he was walking the streets of uh, going towards that um, path to Golgotha. Even while he was being beaten and bruised, he was still living a rich and satisfied life because the promise of God was yet and still alive in him. They could try to hurt his body and kill his body, but they could not kill the promise. They could not kill the purpose. That's where the abundance of God is. It was on the inside of him. The spiritual anointing of God was in him because he was it. And therefore, because Holy Spirit is with us, it is yet and still with us, the enemy cannot kill God's purpose and plans. He can't kill it. He can't divert it. He can't cancel it. Ah, It says your rod to protect and your staff to guide they comfort me. When we have these questions and comments and concerns, and said, Lord, why is this? Oh, how are you going to get me out through this? It's literally the rod and the staff of God that comforts us through it all. He answers the questions for all the unresolved issues, unmet needs, uh, the uh, the, the, um, the unanswered expectations and different moments. It's the rod and the staff. I'm going to show you this. Hallelujah. That that responds to it. There we go. Hallelujah. So, this right here. Hallelujah. This is the rod. This is the rod. This rod protects. Because in Middle Eastern Palestine, the shepherds would carry a rod to beat the wolves that would try to attack the sheep. To also beat the snakes. So that would try to attack not only the whole sheep but also bite the shepherd too. The staff right here, the hook of the the, the long part of the staff was used to guide the sheep. Like, okay, sheep, come on, let's go this way, straight line. Come on, keep you in line. Oh my goodness, you gotta stay in line with the wire. Stay in line, stay in line. Oh, I know the situation. It's a rainy day and you want to go play in that mud. But guess what? I'm going to take this hook and grab you before you slip and fall into that bush, into that thicket. Let me hook you up by the neck and and get you the rod and the staff. Now, when this rod is around a sheep's neck, I'm sure it doesn't feel comfortable. But how is that going to be comfortable? That's not comfortable. That's hard. That's wood. You're pulling it too tight. What if the sheep said to the shepherd, Lord, that that's, that the hook of your staff is too tight. The hook of your staff is too hard. Can you guide me without that being too hard? That's not the purpose. You can't dictate. <laughs> that's not your call. He's doing his job. Why don't you love me? Why can't you make yourself like a pillow and just let me do what I want to do sometimes? You don't have to use that that." that that straight? Why have we gotta live so straight, Lord? Why that highway gotta be narrow and straight and holiness? Why gotta be so so straight? I want, but everybody else, everybody else, guess what? Everybody else didn't say yes. If you want the provision of God and the promises of God, you gotta be willing to line up, line up with the Word. You have gotta be willing to say yes. And to follow the direction and the lead. If you want the protection of God at all times, oh, you've got to obey both of them. Oh, you've got to follow this to make sure you have this. You can't have one without the other. Rod and staff. Rod and staff. Oh, my goodness. They comfort me. They comfort me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And not only that, it says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So you will have enemies. The greatest, why Lord are you going to uh, prepare this table of blessing uh, in front of my enemies? Can't you get my enemies out of the way? They don't need to see my blessing. It is God's desire that the whole earth hear his his um, hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is God's desire that Everyone be saved. So the fact that the blessing of the Lord and that table is being prepared in the presence of your enemies is a testimony to them of the love and the goodness of God. It's an invitation for your enemies to no longer become your enemies, but to become your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the invitation. It's the gospel. It's the ministry. It's the outreach of salvation. And as a kingdom believer, that should be our ultimate goal, to win souls into the kingdom. So, yes, enemies are necessary. Are they inconvenient? Yes. Are they bothersome? Yes. Oh, if we could live this life without any enemies, it would be wonderful. But guess what? There will become a time where you will have no more enemies. Because, because they will be dealt with not only by God, because vengeance is mine, saved the Lord, but also because they will be given the opportunity to say yes to the Lord. To become your brothers and your sisters in Christ, and guess what? God anoints us for that process. Hallelujah! Or oh, you can't uh, you can't win others to the Lord without the wisdom of God. You can't win others to the Lord without the anointing of God. And that's why He says, "You anoint my head with oil." Come on, He anoints us. My cup, my brimming cup runs over. So when the, when He prepares that table, a great feast. he makes sure that the cup you're drinking out of is spilling over exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think when God opens the windows of heaven it's an excessive abundance that pours out excessive abundance that pours out ah, surely or only goodness mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life goodness mercy and unfailing love goodness mercy and unfailing love don't you know that's following you even when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death even when he when God told the prophet Ezekiel to speak to the bones of the valley of dry bones when he came out that valley they weren't dead anymore (laughs) why because truly goodness mercy (laughs) and days of my life. As long as I choose to yield to the rod and the staff, guess what? They're following all the days of my life. When I feel good, when I don't, all the days of my life. When I don't understand, all the days of my life. When it's confusing, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. It's still all the days of my life. Even in the days of grief, all the days of my life. Even in the days of lack, all the days of my, la- of my life. So those days of lack will not be full days. It's going to be a short moment. The things that we go through, the problems, the hardships, the confusions, they are only for a moment. It won't last always. And guess what? And through the length of the days, of my days, the house of the Lord, his presence, and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Where are you choosing to abide? We have a house, a temple, that is not purchased of our own. God bought it. It is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we're supposed to maintain it for him. But not only that, we have to choose to abide in his presence. Welcome his presence in and choose to abide in his presence. I thank God for his word in the New Testament says that we are hidden as kingdom believers. We are hidden with Christ in God. So as I am yoked up with Christ, my elder brother, we are hidden both together in God, our Father. Mm. Because I allow the Holy Spirit to be my companion, to be my friend, to guide me and direct me, I choose to abide in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of his word, to guide me, to direct me, to sustain me, to uplift me, to encourage me, to give, to mentor me. We are in a day and age where there's mentors everywhere you go. You can buy this mentor package. You can, <laughs> all these different ways to be mentored, whether it's in industry, in business, finances, um, socially, in any way, shape, or form. And regard and there and there are some good ones out there, and there are some not so good ones out there. I encourage you as kingdom believers, make sure the word you're being mentored first and foremost, by the word of God. By the word of God. And allow the word of God to transform your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind in God's word. and allow Because that's where your life is. That's where the goodness and the mercy and the unfailing love of God is. That's where the provision of the Lord is. That's where the rest of God is to sustain you, to revitalize you, that's where the abundance of God is. The excessive abundance of God. And that's only, again, if you're choosing to line up with his word, to follow the direction of the staff, to allow the staff, the hook of God's staff, to pull you out of some situations. and Holy Spirit whispers between your thoughts and says, you know what, keep your mouth shut, that's not for you to comment on. That's out of your scope. But, you don't know. He knows he was And because he was there, he knows that it's not worth you forfeiting your blessings with complaining, with compromising, with bickering, and unnecessary comments that don't speak life to anything or anyone. Ah, we choose to rest. Rest in his presence, dwell in his presence, full time, all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even Isaiah 40 reminds us that he will tend his flock like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs in his arms, he will carry them in his bosom and gently lead them, lead those who are with young. Because when you allow the seed of God's word on the inside of you, it produces, it's seeded in you so you can produce and be productive in every area of your life. We've um, heard the sayings many times before, how we are pregnant with purpose or pregnant with promise. When God seeds his word in us, he is looking for reproduction. He is looking for multiplication. But to reproduce his word, to give some kind of fruit that reflects his goodness and his grace and his unfailing love, means that we also have to be willing to abide by his word and allow the good shepherd to shepherd us, to guide us. We need to allow him to be our friend, to be our companion. We must be willing to enter into that relationship and be mutually. To, uh, we, that means we've got to be honest and receive the direction. It's, 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 a, it's a conversation. It's a dialogue. It's not just a monologue where you tell God what you want and get like he's a genie and expect him to do it, no, you have to be willing to submit, to yield to him in different ways. Hallelujah. So I encourage you to allow God to shepherd you. Not just only to be your shepherd, but to actually shepherd you. Follow the directions he has given you. Choose to submit to those times of rest. Choose to lean in, to press into him. Ah, And follow and follow the directions that He is giving you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are that as you as our shepherd is more than just you giving us food and is more than providing for us. You also protect us, but you also lead us. You guide us. You direct us. You give us measures. You give us measures of responsibility. And you also give us directions and instructions. You teach us how to walk in the ways of holiness that is upright and upstanding in you. Lord, we choose to repent right now for the the times and the moments where we did not choose to abide in you. Where we tried to run away from the staff where we tried to run away from the hook of your staff, where you were trying to rescue us, but we were trying to slip out because we wanted to do it the world's way or to do it our own way. Lord, forgive us. We choose to repent. And we choose to repent, oh God, and choose to forgive others who hurt us, who deceived us, who compromised. We choose to forgive those who offended us. Oh, God, and as we choose to forgive others, we thank you that you are able to forgive us. Oh, God, thank you for opening our ears to hear your voice and opening our eyes to see the true light of your word. Thank you, Lord, for showing us a deeper revelation of what it means to shepherd. And the example you give as you shepherd us, you also want us to be able to shepherd others. It's more than just telling them what to do, when to do, how to do, but demonstrating your unfailing love, your goodness, and your mercy. It's about caring for people to such a degree that we are willing to be bold enough to give them the word that will be the hook, to give them the word that will be the straight end of the staff. Oh God, to pray, to intercede for them, that that will be the uh, the rod that will beat up the enemy. Lord God, we thank you for the function of the shepherd. As you in our lives and as you anoint us to go through valley experiences, you anoint us and you give us kingdom strategies to deal with our enemies, oh God, so that they may see your goodness and see your salvation in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for you do all things well. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And Now let's give God praise for the Lord. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, are. Hallelujah, He is our We choose to respond to His direction. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.